Again, I want to welcome everybody to church. Good evening. It's great to see you all. Please, uh, let's continue to remember our sister, Ginny Boss, in prayer. She lost her father a few days ago in Atlanta. Sister, our hearts go out to you. Um, may God give you peace. We're going to continue tonight um, to talk about the call to follow Jesus. And tonight, we're going to talk about the call to help the poor and the needy. I hope the video you just saw was encouraging to you. Um, hope locally and worldwide and all over the United States are doing great work. And uh, we're very thankful that uh, you and I can be a part of this. Um, the Bible talks a lot about helping the poor. And that's what I want us to talk about again tonight. Uh, many decades ago, our fellowship of churches started hope to help meet the needs of the poor, not only in the United States, but around the world. When we started, we just called it HOPE. As a matter of fact, we, uh, we came up with the acronym, Helping Other People Everywhere. And we were so excited about helping the poor and the needy. We started a leper colony in India that I remember. Uh, here in the United States, I believe you guys were going door to door, getting uh, kids to get vaccinated. Uh, in Africa, we were majorly um, campaigning uh, for HIV and uh, AIDS prevention. And so there was a lot of great stuff going on. And lo and behold, before we knew it, somebody actually trademarked this name before we did. And so uh, we, we then came up with Hope Worldwide and registered it. But uh, we were the ones that had, you know, helping other people everywhere before somebody stole it right from under us. But uh, it's okay. Now we're Hope Worldwide and we're very thankful uh, for everything that Hope has been doing and continues to do in our fellowship of churches. Hope Worldwide is the benevolent arm of the International Churches of Christ that you and I are part of. And uh, again, they're doing great work all around the world and all around the country. Uh, we have our own New York chapter and uh, so much so that Mike and Paula Hidalgo, you know, serve as our Brooklyn Hope coordinators. And these guys have been serving relentlessly for many years and doing fantastic work. Guys, well done. Uh, I just wanted to start off tonight's lesson by saying thank you to you for all the job that you're doing as we serve the poor in Brooklyn. I also want to use this opportunity to thank so many of us uh, that continue to serve and volunteer here in Brooklyn over the years. I especially want to uh, mention Joanne Joseph, Abida Sam, uh, Adrian and Pat Cumberbatch, Steve and Cecilia, Randolph and Claudie, Sonia Honoré, Roberto and Crystal, Darren Thomas, Roxanne Monroe, Shadina Dews, Roger and Andrea Aaron, Steve and Maridalia Cruz, and so many of you guys that continue to serve uh, day in and day out. And not to mention the many of you that do all this stuff and all your acts of benevolence in secret and behind the scenes. God bless you. We thank God for you. And uh, we're very grateful for all that you've done and you continue to do in God's church. And I pray that we'll continue. Uh, but brothers and sisters, truth be told, as we talk about helping the poor and the needy, this is not something that one organization can do. It's not possible. Uh, if anything, we need to partner with many organizations and we'll continue to do so as we've done in the past, as we address the needs of the poor and the needy. The Bible says that we will always have the poor amongst us, always. The day will never come where 
everybody in the world is, quote unquote, living a middle class lifestyle. The Bible says we will always have the poor. And I believe that God um, allows us to, to really be able to show compassion and empathy to those that are less fortunate. Um, I remember, for example, uh, right now, believe it or not, even in New York City, these numbers are as of August 2022, there are over 55,000 homeless people in our city. Uh, of that 55,000, about 18,000 of them are homeless children, okay? Sleeping each night in New York City in some shelter somewhere. And here we are, winter is coming. And uh, it's, this is a time that's especially hard on the homeless. And so even as we talk about this tonight, I want us to, to think about, you know, people that are less fortunate than we are. Right now, you're probably sitting in your apartment or in your car, and it's warm. You have a roof over your head. Uh, you're, you're listening to me through a device. And uh, some people right now, they, they don't know where they're going to lay their head tonight. And so we have a lot to be thankful for, even as we talk about uh, the call to help the poor and to be kind to the needy. Brothers and sisters, there are over 2,000 references in scripture about helping the poor. We have about 23,000 verses in the Old Testament and about another 8,000 verses in the New Testament, uh, which gives a total of about 31,000 verses in the entire Bible. That means on the average, the Bible talks about the poor and the needy every 15 verses. That's a lot of times, okay? And tonight, my hope is that as individuals and collectively as a church, that we will continue uh, to have the heart that God has towards the poor. God in his infinite wisdom has distributed his resources the way he sees fit, okay? Some in this world are wealthy, some are rich, some are in the middle class, and some are poor. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was it yesterday, I believe, some one person won the uh, Powerball jackpot. Uh, it's almost a billion dollars, even if they took the cash option. And I remember when I heard that, I said a quiet prayer. I said, I pray the person will use a lot of that money to really help the poor, not only in this country, but all over the world. In our country, if somebody makes less than $29,000 a year, they don't pay any taxes because they're considered poor. And um, the whole idea is that, again, the way our tax system is set up is that those who make more should pay more. Although, you know, we, we, don't, we don't always succeed in that. Again, I don't know anybody that loves to pay taxes. I don't like paying taxes, you know. Um, if you do enjoy paying taxes, you know, uh, let me know, and maybe you can help me pick some, some, some of mine next year. But I don't know anybody that loves to pay taxes. But you see, you and I, we, we pay taxes so that we can, we can provide, the government can provide different services for those that are less fortunate. Because a lot of times, you know, poor people cannot make ends meet. And so God commands us, you and I that are well off, and believe me, we are well off, compared to most of the people, you know, around us. In, in, in New York and also the rest of the country and, and more so the rest of the world. We have so much to be thankful for. 
And so again, tonight, I'm just, I just want to look at a, a bunch of passages tonight, and I hope it will encourage us to continue to have a heart for the poor and the needy. In Psalm 82, verse 3, the Bible says, defend the cause of the weak and fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed. I want you to notice that when it comes to helping the poor, God uses verbs. Verbs are action words. Verbs demand that we do something and not just observe and acknowledge the situation. We are called to defend the weak, the fatherless, the poor, and the oppressed. These verses, brothers and sisters, are addressed to us individually. And yes, collectively as a church. But first of all, individually. In Psalm 113, in verses 7 and 8, Psalm 113, verses 7 and 8, he says, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He sits them with princes and with the princes of their people. This should be our prayer for the poor. This is what God does. He said, He tells us that He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the hardship. Notice again the verbs. And so God is saying, you know, This is what I'm doing, so that you and I also can imitate Him and do what He's doing. God is not telling us to do something He's not doing Himself. For God to lift them up from the dust and the ashes. And again, that's why a lot of times when I hear people have won the lottery, and it was very, again, it was very interesting on, on Monday, watching the news as, you know, the jackpot was going on, people were buying lottery tickets, and some people were being interviewed in terms of, hey, what are you going to do if you win that kind of money? And people are saying, oh, I'm going to buy houses, I'm going to go buy cars and go on vacations. You know, it's like, come on, man. Just help the poor. You know, don't, don't, don't spend the money on yourself. You can only lie down on one bed. You can only drive one car at a time. You can only wear one jacket at a time, for goodness sake. And uh, I, would, I would hope that, you know, um, every day we realize that the resources God has blessed us with, he hasn't given it to us just to spend it on ourselves and on our loved ones, but we're meant to give it away. We're meant to give it away and we're, we're meant to use it to help those that are less fortunate than us and to the poor and to the needy. Again, someone from California won, and I pray that they're a very generous person and that they use that money to really help the poor in America. This is Mackenzie's card. This is a powerhouse philanthropist. She's Jeff Bezos' very shy ex-wife. Believe it or not, she has given away five times more than him. 12.8 billion dollars, I'm talking a B, in a little over two years that this woman has given away to so many causes that take care of the poor and the needy and to colleges to help them to continue to educate um, less privileged kids. She's extremely kind to the poor. You know, someone once said, kindness is like butter. It works best when you spread it around. I'm gonna say that again. Kindness is like butter. It works best when you spread it around. I thank God for Mackenzie Scott. I pray for her 
that God will continue to use her powerfully to meet the needs of the poor. That's why I can't stand people that are rich or wealthy and they're very stingy. I don't, I don't like stingy people. I never have. But when, when, when you see someone that's extremely generous, especially to the poor, you know, it's, it's, it's very encouraging. And so we need to be praying for people like her and Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and many others and Oprah and Shaquille O'Neal. When Shaquille O'Neal walks into a, a Walmart, I don't know why Shaq loves to shop at Walmart, but he, when he walks in there, he would always buy stuff for other people, always, without fail. And somebody once asked him, why do you do this? He said, you know what, it was something I learned as a young boy that his mother taught him. That you know what, when you have, you need to use it to help other people. And so now that, quote unquote, he's a retired basketball player and making tons of money, He's paying it forward. He's paying it back. Every year at Christmas time, he would get a, a trailer and load it up with trucks and show up in different places, just handing out toys to kids in the inner city, in California, in Orlando, in Atlanta, all over the place. I thank God for people like this because the, the money God has blessed them with, they're using it to help the less fortunate. The Bible tells us in so many places that those who help the poor are blessed. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17, it says, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Proverbs 22, verse 9. The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Proverbs 28, verse 17. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing. But those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. Forgive my typo there. You see, brothers and sisters, when we help the poor, we are going to be rewarded. That's what the Bible teaches. In James chapter 1, verse 27, it also tells us that true religion is taking care of the fatherless and the orphans and widows. That is what God considers true religion. Psalm 120, excuse me, Psalm 112, verse 5. When we're helping the poor, God promises he will come through for you. Proverbs 29, verse 7. When you and I are helping the poor, the Bible says we are righteous. And I'm going to, refer, I'm going to talk about this later on at the end of my message. 1 John 3, 17 to 19. It talks about how this is how we show our love for God is by helping our neighbor. In Proverbs chapter 16, in verse 31, it says, Whoever oppresses the poor shows content for their maker. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Again, we're a very giving church. We're a very kind church. We're a very generous church. Within our community, with each other, with our neighbors, with our family members, uh, with strangers we don't even know. Every time you and I do that, brothers and sisters, the Bible says that you and I are honoring God. And yes, yeah, we may not be multimillionaires, but amen for the, for the income that we have. And, and as, as long as we continue to use it to help those that are poor and less fortunate than us, we are honoring God in the process. And so I want to encourage us 
to continue to do that. That where when people look at us and go, you know, what, what, kind, what kind of person is that? That kind is one of the, the words that they will use to describe you. And then they will use to describe me. That you know what? That guy is so kind. That this person is so kind because you're thinking about the needs of other people that are less fortunate than you, and you're going ahead and meeting those needs, you know, in secret and just doing what God has called you to do. Because you and I have been called to help the poor and the needy. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 21, it says, it is a sin to despise one's neighbor. But blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. There is the concept again. You know, I find this very convicting. It says, it is a sin to despise one's neighbor. In other words, if you and I see people in need and we're doing nothing about it, the Bible says it is a sin. We are very familiar with the passage in James that talks about if you know the good you ought to do and you don't do it, you are in sin. Here we are. Thanksgiving is coming up. Christmas is coming up. And for a lot of people, you know, um, they're going to be missing their loved ones. Um, it can be a very lonely season. We need to keep our eyes open. In terms of, hey, who can I invite over? Hey, okay, you may have just, you know, macaroni and cheese and that's all you have for Thanksgiving. It's okay. Where, you know, who can I have over? You know, come, 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 come join us. Praise God, you know, um, we're learning to live with COVID, but it's time to open up our homes again and, and really be kind to the needy. You know, um, we, we need to volunteer at, at a soup kitchen. Or, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of groups that cook and, and prepare food for Thanksgiving. You know, I, I'm going to talk about that some more in a, in, a, in a second. You know, we can volunteer. We can go help. We can go prepare meals. When we do such things, the Bible says, God notices and we're going to be blessed. Now, the opposite is also true. When we don't help the poor, when you and I cry out to him, According to Proverbs chapter 21, verse 13, God will not answer us when we cry out to him. If we don't help the poor or we're just turn a blind eye to their plight. James chapter 2, verses 14 to 17 talks about how faith without deeds is dead. That if I see my brother in need, I need to go do something about that need. God has allowed you to know about that need. God has allowed you to be there to experience that. And we need to be there for one another. We need to make sure that we're helping each other. Again, I read this earlier, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 5. It says, if you and I turn a blind eye to the poor, we're showing content for God. Because remember, it is God who made them. And again, it just flat out says in Proverbs 14, verse 21 and in verse 31, that it's sinful if you and I do not help the poor. In Isaiah 58, verses 6 to 8, it says, Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To lose the chains of injustice and untie the cause of the yoke? To set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry? And to provide the, the poor wanderer with shelter. When you see the naked, to clothe them. And not, and not to turn away 
from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. I was talking to Rick Romain a few weeks ago and he was telling me how, you know, we, we have a lot of immigrants obviously coming into New York. They've been crossing the border. A lot of them are coming from Venezuela. And uh, he has all those kids in his school. And he's, 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 he's trying to secure resources to help them out. Brothers and sisters, there's so many needs that we can help meet. And uh, Mike Hidalgo was telling me earlier today that um, uh, what we want to do for our MLK Day of Service in January is to help out our Rick School. And for those kids that uh, they don't speak any English and uh, they've just basically dumped on his doorstep and they're part of his school now, that, but they need help. And so I'm looking forward to, to being able to help out. Uh, whatever way you know, they, they want us to serve, we'll, we'll be there. And, and that is what God considers true fasting, is, is to take care of people, to feed them, to, to feed the hungry, to take in the, the homeless, and to clothe those people that are naked. That is what God considers true fasting. In Luke chapter 3, a passage we're very familiar with, verses 8 to 11, talking about John the Baptist, it says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. Again, the scriptures are very clear where it's the haves, like you and me, taking care of the have-nots. That's just the way it is. And it's not, a, it's, just a, it's not just a nice suggestion, it's a command that you and I individually and corporately there as a church that we continue to do every single day. That is part of our Christianity, to help the poor, to help the needy, to see their plight and to play our role and to do our bit. In 1 John chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, it says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on him, on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Their children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. On any given day, it's always knowing that we can assist and help somebody else with a portion of the material possessions God has already given to us. The New York church is a very generous church. 
The church in Brooklyn is a very generous church. And I'm thankful for our benevolence. I'm thankful for our heart towards the poor and the needy. And all I'm saying tonight is encouraging us to continue in that light and to continue to be there as the needs come up. In 2020, I don't know if you read this, I know we announced it, but I want to remind us, in 2020, a lot of our brothers and sisters in Africa, when the pandemic started, they lost their livelihood. And our church, the New York City Church, sent a total of $112,000 to help take care of our brothers and sisters in Africa. We're talking 61 different churches. Because unlike us, you know, they didn't get a stimulus. I mean, most of their governments are corrupt. They're not going to hand out money to anybody. They didn't get a check in the mail. But the New York church stepped forward and helped them out. We did the same thing in 2020 for our brothers and sisters in the Caribbean. We sent them a total of $38,000 to Jamaica, to Puerto Rico, to Barbados, the Dominican Republic, to Guyana. When there's a need, Brooklyn, the New York City Church always steps up. And I'm so proud of us for doing that and for being those kind of people. Again, locally, thousands of dollars were given to disciples in Brooklyn and in the New York City Church to help them pay rent and food and different, different things. We have a benevolent account. And um, we, we donate to it just like we do our, our regular weekly contribution. And again, this is a very, very generous church. And I want to say thank you for your generosity towards the poor, towards each other. May God continue to bless you as you, as you, as you, as you, as you make the, the, the plight of the poor and the needy every day in this city and collectively in our church. And so to end, I want to give us some practicals that we can be doing even as we're thinking about this spirit of Thanksgiving as, as Christmas approaches. I can't believe that, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is in a couple of weeks and Christmas, a few more weeks after that, it's like, wow, where did the year go? It has gone by very, very quickly. Um, we are truly a blessed people, church. Uh, I want us to, I want to encourage us to go out and serve with our kids for Thanksgiving. Uh, my daughters still talk about the times when growing up, you know, we just went out uh, and, and served the poor. Uh, where I'm from, we don't have a quote-unquote Thanksgiving holiday, uh, but uh, when we came to this country, I mean, we, we, we took them out and, uh, and served the poor. And so when Hope has activities, you know, Bring, bring your kids along. It, it has a great impression on them. Don't, don't deny them that. Okay? It's usually on a Saturday. I mean, um, just get them up and, and, and show up. Serve the poor with your kids. It's, it's going to make a great impression on them. Number two, we can cook some food and go out and feed the poor and the homeless before the new year. I want to encourage us to do that. Okay? Just cook some extra. And you got several weeks, you know, just... Go feed the poor. Number three, support and donate to Brooklyn's Benevolent account online. Just like you donate to um, your contribution. Give to Chance for Africa. I'm going to show a video at the end of this about Chance for Africa. Chance for Africa, all the money goes to helping children of your brothers and sisters in Africa, in all over Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, be able to go to school, whether it's elementary school or to high school. 
and some in college. Because again, there's education is not free in Africa. There's no public education system. If you don't go to school, if your parents can't afford for you to go to school, you don't get educated. And some of these kids, their parents are they're Christians and now they've passed on. And so Chance for Africa helps them out. And so you can also give, you can donate to Chance for Africa. Uh, you can donate to Hope Worldwide. And there's so many other charities that you can donate to. As a matter of fact, as I was putting this lesson together, this slides together this afternoon, I got, a, I got an email from um, Instacart. I'm looking down for it and I'm gonna read it to you. It says, hi Richard, every year, New Yorkers come together to support the West Side campaign against hunger's annual turkey challenge and secure healthy, delicious holiday meals for our neighbors in need. And it talks about the organization. It's one of the largest emergency food providers in New York, connecting food insecure families to fresh, healthy produce for over 43 years. It says, please join Instacart in supporting the 2022 Turkey Challenge to ensure that the organization can provide 10,000 families with a special holiday meal. It says, donate here at this website. And I started to go ahead and eat, donate. And I said, wait a second, I want to read this tonight. Again, I don't think that was accident as I was putting these slides together. And so there's a lot we can do as we remember the, uh, the poor and the needy. Uh, number four, I want to encourage you, go through your closet and give over clothes and coats and jackets that you're not wearing, okay? Just give it away. Winter is here. You, have, you haven't worn that winter jacket in a while? Give it away. Somebody can use it. Number five, also, let's look for opportunities to volunteer and to serve in our immediate community, okay? God has blessed us with a lot. Let us not forget this incredible life as Christians that we're living. And God has given us so many resources. And so, you know, it's, it's time to really just think about the poor and think about the needy, not just during this time of the year, but seriously, every week, every, every day, where our hearts not only go out to them, but that we do something about it. And God promises that when we do that, when we're that kind of people, collectively as a church and individually, especially, God will bless you. You and I can never outgive God. And if you think about it, all the resources we have, he gave it to us in the first place. And one day, you and I are going to cross over and we're going to have to give an account for all these resources he's blessed us with. And I pray that he is able to look at every last one of us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Now come in and enjoy your master's happiness. I'm excited because um, on uh, you can put this down in your calendars, December 18th, Sunday, December 18th. We're going to have our Christmas program. And so go ahead and be getting ready for that. Uh, Christmas falls on, on, uh, on a Sunday this year. So we are going to have service uh, that Sunday at 88 Hansen Place. Um, we, um, we, uh, we're not going to have midweek on Wednesday, November 23rd, as is our custom. You know, I want us to go spend time with family and uh, during Thanksgiving. And most of the time, most of us are preparing the meal for the following day, that day. Anyhow, that's fine. Have a great time of fellowship. And so we're not going to have midweek. Uh, please, again, rem remember that. Uh, Wednesday night, November 23rd, there will be no midweek. And so... Uh, I'm going to ask um, Jimmy to go ahead and play the uh, video for Chance for Africa once I'm done. And after that, uh, I'd like our sister Joanne Joseph to lead us in a closing prayer. 
And then Jimmy is going to put us in our breakout rooms. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this message was encouraging. And now I'm going to stop sharing my screen so that uh, we can all watch the Chancellor Africa video together. God bless you all.